Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Downright Sports, the podcast, radio show, radio podcast, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I'm your host, Brent Reed. Today's show, we're going to focus on uh, baseball season as it winds down. The Big Ten is choosing to return and play. Uh, there's controversy amongst um, commentators and analysts, and the Clippers lose again. Uh, today's show, music-wise, we're going to kick it off with the one, the only DJ chasing his new album, Rich in Spirit, and then the rest of the show is all going to make you want to dance, ladies and gentlemen. You understand it is another Sunday. It is September... I lost the date. It is September 20th, and what that means, it means it is showtime, everybody. Let's go. Shiny floss. Zip. 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 We good outside. We good outside. We good outside. We good outside. Even during quarantine, you know we good outside. Screaming BLM, so you know we still outside. Huh? We good outside. We good outside. We good outside. We good outside, even during quarantine, you know we good outside. Shipment BLM, so you know we still outside. Huh? We still outside, and I'm turning up. I'm always in a different bag, and I ain't letting up. Yeah, this flow is nuts, and simply can't be touched. But ain't no telling when I feel like I'ma crank it up. So get about your feelings, man. My team always winning. Why you always think I'm grinning? And these ways always spinning. And I'm always gonna be spending. Cause my account ain't never pending. But I really don't be lending. Ain't scared to change, so I'm blending, huh? You see my fit? Yeah, you know it's me. You see the shoes? Yeah, I keep them clean. Eating good and everything else in between. So when I say I'm outside, that's just what I mean. We good outside, we good outside, we good outside, we good outside, even during quarantine, you know we good outside, screaming BLM, so you know we still outside, huh? We good outside, we good outside, we good outside, we good outside, even during quarantine, you know we good outside, screaming BLM, so you know we still outside, huh? I talk the talk, and I walk the walk. Teaching all you rappers, but I don't need the job. Nah. Feeling strong like Popeye when he eat his spinach. You see the T on me? Yeah, that's Brooklyn okay. Vintage. All about black business, cause I like to see black winners. Bad chick with me while we at dinner, but I didn't meet her on Tinder. Met her through a friend named Linda. She a real one, no pretender. And she thick, but still slimmer. Hell of a night, she gon' remember, huh? The go-to guy. Yeah, I get it done. I'm with all the smoke. Brooklyn never run no. Eating good and everything else in between. So when I say I'm outside, that's just what I mean. We good outside. We good outside. We good outside. We good outside. Even during quarantine, you know we good outside. Screaming BLM, so you know we still outside, huh? We good outside. We good outside. We good outside. We good outside, even during quarantine, you know we good outside. Shipment BLM, so you know we still outside.
Yo, here we go. We good outside. DJ Chase, Johnny Floss, Rich in Spirit. Go download it now anywhere you can download music. But ladies and gentlemen, most importantly, do you know what you need to be doing right now? You need to be subscribing. You need to be becoming a friend of this podcast because it is showtime, everybody. And welcome to an all new Downright Sports The Podcast. Hosted by yours truly, the notorious sports critic. Brent Reed, and it is uh, September 20th, God, 2020 is winding down. Do you smell it? Do you feel it? Optimism, ladies and gentlemen. It can only get better from here. If not, get your forks and pitchforks, because it's time to go to war. Anyway, we are here to talk about sports. That's what this show is. Every now and then we get a little bit philosophical, but today I get to kick the show off the way I have been praying for all summer long. Uh, Why? Why am I giddy? Why am I happy? I'm here to tell you. First of all, uh, we'll touch on that in the next segment. Why am I excited? I'm going to tell you why I'm excited. The Clippers lost. The self broke. No, no, no. The overly anointed Los Angeles Clippers, the team that was put on the pedestal, the team that everybody and their mama was just, oh my God, they're going to win again. Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) Let's break this. Let's have some fun with this one, shall we, guys? So, to give you a little recap, uh, the NBA playoffs is going on, and the Clippers went to a Game 7 and lost to the Denver Nuggets in Game 7. The Nuggets was the underdog. The Nuggets have a fantastic basketball team. They really do. But when you face a team like the Clippers that have not one but two All-Stars, which we'll touch on in a second, and um, uh, fi- a two-time Finals MVP, the uh, guy who won the championship last year, the uh, and, of course, Playoff P, who can forget about Paul George, and then, on top of that, they have the the greatest coach of all time, the coach everybody feels is, the, you know, he, he, he can't do no wrong, despite he won a championship in the last decade. <sighs> so... Where are we with the Clippers right now? They lost. They're done. I lost my train of thought because I was reading the text message. I ain't going to lie to you. So, they lose to Denver. And they didn't just lose. They didn't show. And game when it's game seven, the importance of game seven means there is no more games after this. You lose, you go home. Like, that's, you know, it's the ultimate game. It's the game everybody glues their eyes to. So while all of America is watching you, you lost 104 to 89. Ooh, that's a whooping. Excuse me. And here's the crazy part. You let some dude named Jamal Murray. Now, Murray's good. He's good. He's a good basketball player. But you let him drop 40 on you? 40? Two All-Stars? One two-time finals MVP, the next guy, the guy everybody says is better than LeBron, you let drop 40 on you? He did it impressively, too. He just, you know, he dropped 40 points in 45 minutes. Like, that's pretty good. Not to mention, he wasn't selfish. He gave up five assists. He got four boards from a guard. 
And you're supposed to have two of the most elite defensive players. Now, I've been attacked on Facebook this week because Paul George is supposed to be a defensive-minded player. If I cursed on this show, the words that be flying out of my mouth right now would be would shame my mama. Or my mother. Or my mommy. I call her mommy. I ain't gonna lie. But you got Kawhi Leonard. Shut down defensive player. The guy's supposed to be Mr. Shutdown himself. And then you got Paul George. To de- oh, wait, 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 wait. You got my favorite. Uh, Patrick Beverly. The LeBron stopper, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you right now. I'm here to make a decree. The Clippers are overrated. Next year, they should be considered overrated. And anybody that says the Clippers are our favorite to win a championship next year, while Doc Rivers is still the head coach of that team, should be slapped in their face and should be removed from this country. I'm, I'm, I'm done with just because, you know, the, these guys who are considered great just out of nowhere. Great players don't lose like this in Game 7s. Great players. Now, the Clippers could have lost. Maybe they lose. What was the score 104 89? Maybe they lose 104 to 101. Game just came down to the wire. Great players don't combine. Two All Stars should not score 24 points combined. Let me say that again. 24 point. Now, you're looking at me. Nobody is, but you're looking at me, and you're saying, well, Brent, maybe somebody was hurt. Nobody was hurt. You know the only people that were hurt is my is the, 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 the people's pride. Now, all season long, we for the last four or five years, we've been sitting and watching this Kawhi Leonard story. How he got himself out of San Antonio, which I still say was a stupid move. Goes to Toronto. We're going to touch on that championship in Toronto, mind you. Goes to Toronto, wins a championship, Mazel Tov, and then ultimately ends up with the Clippers. Not the Lakers, but the Clippers. No little kid grows up in Los Angeles wanting to be a Clippers, wanting to play for the Clippers. They ain't a kid. That's like growing up in New York saying you want to play for the Mets. Just saying. Nobody grows up wanting to play for number two. The Lakers will always, to the day... To, 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 to the time civilization goes away, the Lakers will always be numero umero in Los Angeles. The, the yellow and purple will always be the top team in, in California, just like the pinstripes will be the top team in New York. I don't know about Chicago. I'm just going to say the Cubs are the top team in Chicago. And that's just how it is, kids. Just is how it is. But you have Kawhi Leonard. Paul George is too easy for me to attack. So, I'm going to start with Kawhi, because Kawhi is becoming my new favorite punching bag. Why? Because, and I don't mean punching bag like he's like silly or stupid. I mean, when I feel like just losing it, I just want to hit the bag. And Kawhi is my bag now. Because Kawhi Leonard is a great basketball player, without a question. He's a two-time champion. But let's look how he won these championships. His first championship he won with not one... But three, four Hall of Famers around him. Greg Popovich, Tim Duncan, Mono Ginobili, Tony Parker. That's pretty good company. I'm just saying. Then the team he played was the Miami Heat. Where the only player of, of worth anything was LeBron James. Dwayne Wade was towards the end. His career was winding down. 
Uh, we f- will later find out Chris Paul. I mean, uh, 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 Chris Bosh was sick. He never even played after that. Like he played the next season barely. Ray Allen was just a shell. Was just a, a, sh- a jump shooter. And then after that, there's nobody else on that team. So. The year before that, the Spurs would have won the championship and nobody would knew who the hell Kawhi Leonard was. The next year, Kawhi Leonard balled out, showed his butt. Then all of a sudden, he be- it became he became too good to play in San Antonio because he doesn't want to play when he, you know, which is crazy. It seems like he wants a lot of rest. What coach gives you the most rest than Greg Popovich? So, he get he's hurt. And when he could have played, he chose not to play. So he basically is a guy who cares about self and let his team down. The team trades him to Toronto, which I think they did him a favor. Because I'd have traded his butt to Phoenix or to Minnesota. Somewhere where he'd just been irrelevant. He trades him to Toronto, a team that's already very good. The team that was the number one seed the year before. But check this out, guys. He goes to Toronto. Who's no longer on the East Coast? And for those of you that don't know, Toronto is on the East Coast. LeBron James, because LeBron James, like Fifel, went west and went to go play with the the Lakers. So now, who is Kawhi's competition? It damn sure ain't the 76ers, because they're just a garbage fire. Boston had uh, Kyrie Irving, who's just a team. Who <laughs> I'm not going to say he's the corona of the team. Uh, <laughs> He's locust to a team. Um, so you can forget that. So there was no other. T- and then there's the Knicks. So there was no team to really stand in Toronto's way. So Toronto goes to the finals. Who do they face in the finals? They face the Golden State Warriors. Kevin Durant. Uh, the, uh, uh, Steph Curry. Klay Thompson. Draymond Green. And, uh, you know, that the, the uh, uh, Stephen A. Smith and those goop guys. Let's look at it. Kevin Durant gets hurt. Klay Thompson gets hurt. Now you left with his Steph Curry and Draymond Green, which I do about themselves. They couldn't get it done. So you beat a you beat a broken team. Instead of you going back to playing in Toronto, you decide you're gonna go now and play out west with the Clippers. And you're the guy that's gonna make the Clippers great. You're you're the Donald Trump of the Clippers. You're gonna make the Clippers great again. I draw that comparison for a reason. <laughs> so then, Paul George, the guy who some people say is an MVP, doesn't stay with Russell Westbrook. The first thing he does is tuck his tail and say, Kawhi, can I complete with you, please? Can I complete with you? I want to be on your team. I want to play in L.A. with you. Now, I'm going to pause here for one second, and we're going to get back on track. I'm going to pause here for a second. For Paul George... And others. There's a team in California named the Los Angeles Lakers where LeBron James plays on. And then he found a way to get Anthony Davis to join him. And you got an opportunity to join forces with these two greats. Not good. Greats. Anthony is great. LeBron's legendary. You got a chance to join forces with them. And your answer is to go to the sorry behind Clippers. Now, listen, a part of me is like, ooh, I like the competition. But if you're already going to be a tag-along player, why not tag-along on the better of the teams? Hmm. Just saying, you know, just saying. 
So, playoff P goes to the Clippers, and all season long, we're just hearing how great he is. He's just going to, and the postseason comes around. The Clippers are just waiting for the postseason. The Clippers are just waiting for the postseason. All postseason, the Clippers have showed us nothing. They were they didn't sweep anybody. They had number challenges. They lost in the second round. And then now the guy that I'm going to lay into, Doc Rivers, has let them down again. And I can't believe they lost this game on uh, Tuesday of this week. I don't know how the hell today we're not reading Doc Rivers is no longer the head coach of that team. What more, Steve Ballmer, do you need to see out of your investment? A guy that you you stripped of the team presidency because obviously you couldn't get that done. So then you made him just, just focus on being the coach, okay? With two different all-star teams. And I think the other team was better when he had Blake, uh, 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 DeAndre Jordan, Chris Paul, J.J. Uh, uh, Redick, and some others. Like, that team collectively was a better team, and they were up three to one and lost. Number one, he keeps doing it. They did it three times. He's been up three, leading the series and has lost. It's the most remarkable thing I've ever seen. If he was in hockey, he would have been fired already. If he was in college, you can do that. You're building a program every year. You get new players, blah, 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 but you're winning. Blah, 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 blah. You're generating money, blah, 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 blah. But you ain't doing nothing. This is the pros. It's about delivering results. And this guy's supposed to, and this is the champion. Let me help y'all out. He won a championship in 2009, 2008, 2008, 2008, he won a championship. You know who was still in the league? Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce. Some of these guys have been retired almost 10 years. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, and... He goes back to the championship and he loses. So he's he's losing more in the playoffs than he has won. Where's this genius? Let's look at Greg Popovich. And I'm going to wrap this up. Greg Popovich won a championship in 1999 in a shortened season, right? And then it kind of looked like, ah, oh, they were one and done. 2003 came along, they won again. 2005 came along, they won again. 2007 came along, they won again. 2013, and then they won one more. That's a great coach. That's greatness. That's how it gets done. You don't keep rewarding a guy because what he now is, is Doc Rivers the head coach of this team still for pop you know because he's black and because Black Lives Matter is going on. You're trying to prove a point, Steve Ballmer. There are plenty of other black coaches out there. You go hire Teron Lou. You can hire Sam Cassar. Here he's supposed to be the next. He's supposed to be the next slice bread. You hire Mark Jackson. He's sitting up there. Hire Jason Kidd. What I'm saying is perhaps Doc ain't the guy. You know what I mean? It says Doc kind of wants to be on TV so much. I'll let Doc go be on TV. He'll work for ESPN. He'd be a great analyst. He was a great analyst before. But he ain't doing it now. You can't have, I'm sorry, you can't have two of so-called, you can't have one elite player and then another very good player. Paul George is a very good player. Let's start with the greatness. The Paul George ain't great, guys. Is he top 1% of basketball player? Yes. Can he beat me? Absolutely. Can he beat anybody I know personally? Without a question. But we're comparing him to his peers. And as far as him compared to his peers, he ain't in the top 15. I would take 15 other players before I got to Paul George. Any great, any good player could drop 30 points in a regular season game. I'm just saying. He's 6'6". <laughs> you know, you're playing, uh, you're playing Charlotte on a Wednesday. 
in the middle of the week in December. Nobody cares. He dropped 30. What makes you great, what makes you legendary is what you do come postseason time. What makes you great, what makes you legendary is what you do in game seven. And so far, every time Paul George has to show up in a big game, what does he do? He finds a corner somewhere and he cowers. That's what playoff. Playoff P must stand for um, not showing up in the playoffs. That's what playoff P stands for. Yeah. I think my dog is snoring. That's what that noise was. That was my dog. That's crazy. Anyway, that's how we kicked the show off today, guys. Uh, You know what? Shout out to my man, Orlando. You know what I'm saying? Like, he called it. (laughs) He was like, Denver's going to win. I think the Clippers should win, but Denver's going to win. And he said it. He said all it takes is the Clippers not to hit a couple baskets, and that's the game. He called it. I'm going to start calling him Notre Dameus. That's what he's going to start being called for that one. He'll be now known as the big old Notre Dameus. That's who he is for now on. All right. Um, so today's show, we're going to, uh, we start, we kick the show off with DJ Chase and we get outside uh, with Johnny Foss off their new album, Rich in Spirit. Going forward, the rest of the show, we're going to make you dance, everybody. We're going to make you dance. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Big Ten and some other storylines that's going on in the world of sports today. I'm Brent Reed. This is Downward Sports. Good one. Children of the sky. Children. 
children of the sky I love Don't take no for an answer No, no, no I right here Spread love Everybody join together now One voice, one heart Love and unity Everybody sing Hey, we're back. <laughs> yeah, a um, little, uh, well, hold on. I like this one. Something silly. <laughs> um, yeah, something silly. Anyway, so where are we? Uh, this week, the Big Ten is announced that it's going to return for football. Oof, why is that important? We're going to get there. But uh, uh, the ACC, the SEC, I want to say the Bigs, uh, the the Pac, Big uh, Big Twelve, um, all returned. Some other schools played. Um, they've been playing so far, and they've been, you know, they've been some of uh, fairly been doing well. Are you serious right now, <laughs> bro? My co-host is has no respect. Thanks, Chef. I love you so much. Um, what are you doing? There's <laughs> a lot going on in here. Anyway, so um, the Big Ten is coming back, and they are um, decided that they want to play football and that they want to cash in and get this money that's sitting out there um, from the networks and TV because so far everybody else has been getting it. So why should they not get it? I think it's kind of weird that the Big Ten has announced because I've done my research this week and I was seeing, well, if football's coming back, are the other sports coming back? Like um, other fall sports, volleyball being one. I want to say golf is another and some indoors, uh, rug, uh, not rugby, um, field hockey. Well, the answer is no. They are not going to have other fall sports currently right now. It's just going to be football. So what does that tell you? It tells you that the the, the, the crap that they've been spewing, that they're collegiate athletes and it's about the students and it's about participation and yaga, yaga, yaga. No, it's about money. It's about football. It's about what football does. And we all know in some of these states and cities, when college football is played, it is the only revenue that grows that town or city for the day. Heck, for the year. So, the conversation needs to become right now, is college football basically, which we've all kind of known, the minor leagues or the semi-pro, I mean, the minor leagues or the farm system for the NFL? That's the question we kind of need to start to really develop, and because right now, would you say, we're going to bring back football, but we're not bringing back any other fall sport? And that goes for the other schools, too, the other the conferences, 
when does the NCAA step in and go, wait a minute, this is not fair? Because look at a sport like, let's just say, uh, golf. There's no, there's no contact with each other. Football, you're on top of another man. In golf, you can play by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Let's look at volleyball. Is it fair that the Ohio State football team gets to play on Sunday, but the women's volleyball team doesn't get to play? Because of Corona. Yeah, because we're concerned about Corona. Where is that fair? It's not. And the fact that nobody yet this week has posed that question really concerns me and really bothers me. And and really makes me, you know, I understand money. Trust me. If somebody called me today and was like, hey, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars to just talk uh, baseball. All right, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? I do it all day. But I'm going to draw the line when it comes to being fair. Because my morals, my, my soul matters. The NCAA needs to just come out and say, hey, we're a factory for football. That's all we care about. All the rest of you sports can kick rocks. And you don't matter. Let me reverse it. Let me tell you something right now. If women's volleyball generated billions with a B... I promise you, right in football, didn't generate anything. There'd be no football being played right now. I can guarantee that. I can guarantee. I've been doing research for another show I'm going to do about historical black colleges. The NCAA, from its TV contracts alone, alone, get billions with a B to broadcast these games. The schools themselves have their own individual contracts. So when the Big Ten was like, we're not going to play due to Corona, they weren't on TV. When you're not on TV, you're not getting paid. And then they saw that the ACC was playing, and the Big 12 was playing, and uh, the SEC was playing. They saw that these schools didn't care. Uh, Virginia Tech, apparently, according to my UVA fans, made it up, not to play UVA, but Virginia Tech had a Corona case. You know what they did? They postponed the game for like two weeks. And said, "Keep the train moving. We're not letting." And the, the crazy thing is, you would think they wouldn't play because they can't even have fans. Some places they won't have fans. Just goes to show you the money that they generate at the gate has no bearing on what they generate on TV. A good friend, I'm gonna wrap this one up quick. A good friend of mine, Brad Davis, was like, "All oh, these schools lose more money than they gain. That is a load of crap." Trust me when I tell you this. Texas, the University of Texas has a TV contract with ESPN to have their own network. You have your own network. You just get money. It's just how it works. It's just, I might get somebody on here one day to explain it. And it's just like, it's just a constant revenue stream consistently. All right. I'm not saying they shouldn't play football because I want to see the games. What I'm saying is if I was a student athlete in any other, in any other field of sport, I would want my. I would want to play, especially if I'm a senior. They got, in, you know, there's, 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 um, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a field hockey player or a golf player, or a participant or a volleyball player or chess, whatever the case is, and I get that, I look and football's playing, but I can't. No, 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 no. I'm gonna be up in arms. I'm gonna be mad as all get up. I can guarantee that one. Anyway, uh. 
Word. Did I leave anything? I didn't. Sorry about the distraction from my lovely, lovely animals. They are so sweet as they got up to drink water right by my ear in the microphone. That is just, I love them. <laughs> we come back, we're going to talk a little baseball and wrap the show up. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, a little Justin Timberlake coming at you. If you're watching on Instagram, uh, we're just going to go black. So <laughs> we'll be right back. Downright Sports.
I'm sorry, I really like those hand claps. They, they make you feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> they just make you feel so, so nice. Everybody clap, clap, clap. <laughs> All right, uh, so my Yankees are on a 10-game winning streak after going on a six-game losing streak, if I'm not mistaken. And they have just turned the corner at the right time. They are getting hot at the right time. This is not going to stay. If it does, oh, my God, would I be so happy. But the one and only New York Yankees are trying to um, get a little closer, potentially maybe winning that division if they can. Uh, they're just a few games out. Um, the, who are the Tampa Bay Rays currently lead the way. Yankees are three and a half games back. Um, I want to say they play Tampa, and they can. Tampa has been a thorn in their side uh, this coming week. The Yankees have the Blue Jays, who can be, you know, and then they finish the season up with, the season's almost over, that's crazy. Then they finish the season up with the Miami Marlins, which the Miami Marlins are a playoff team right now. So we're, you know, this, these are not going to be cakewalk games. I want to say the Blue Jays are also uh, in the playoff hunt right now, too. I lost my... Um, Unless what I was looking at. Google sometimes does not, like, Google's great, but, like, going back, it is a headache. Uh, yeah, the Blue Jays, if we're looking at the standards right now, the Blue Jays are 26 or 26. I think they're making a stride to try to get into the playoffs. Um, they are probably, like, an eighth seed right now. Because there are eight teams going to the playoffs this year, believe it or not. Uh, the play It was announced early this week, actually. Good segue, Brent. It was announced early this week that there will be a playoff bubble where uh, the games will be played in California and Texas. Uh, the, the locations right now are going to be in L.A. and San Diego. Um, and then in Texas, they're going to play in Arlington and in Houston. And the championship will be held in Arlington at the new stadium. How can you know? How convenient is that? Somebody opens up a new stadium, we're just going to host a championship there. Just saying. So, some of this stuff baseball's been trying to do for a while now. And I'm not saying the pandemic was just a blessing in the skies for them. But it might be. Because... For the last, there was always talk, probably about 10, a few years ago, when um, the Phillies played the Rays in the World Series, there was a, it was, one of the games was snowed out. So that's when the conversation became, well, baseball is just do what football does, and let's play at a neutral field. Eh, no, seven games at a neutral field just looks lame. But you have to do it in this pandemic, so you know, the lameness is here. So they've been trying to do away with the DH in the National League. They got to do that this year. They've been trying to find a way to uh, put this stupid rule in where if they go into extra innings, you put a runner at second base. They got to do that this year. Uh, they played doubleheaders, seven-game doubleheaders, like they're a college team or a Little League team. They got to do that this year. So all the crazy things that they've been trying to experiment with, they got to do this year. And now when, the, when baseball goes back to normalcy, the commissioners and the owners could look at the players and go, see, it's not that hard. 
I don't want my baseball. I don't want baseball mutinized. I don't want to see seven inning games. I don't want to see a runner at second base and extra innings. It's a continuation of the game. It's dumb. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to see playoff games played on neutral fields. Like it's stupid. <laughs> you know, just leave it the way it is. You want to speed the game up? Yeah. Tell pitchers to pitch the ball and stop like looking at the catcher for like forty minutes. You can play, you know, the game can be played faster, absolutely, but some of this other stuff is just, it's just gimmicky and it looks dumb and it, you know, baseball is not football. Football is not baseball. That's what makes them separate. Basketball is not soccer. That's what makes them separate. That's what makes us like each sport for what they are, for their uniqueness. Stop trying to make one like the other. And all these, these, these people out there that say, well, baseball is too slow and Football's fast. Football's not fast. An average football game is about three hours also. I hate to tell you this, but a football game starts at 1 o'clock and ends at 4 o'clock. It's the same amount of time as a baseball game. Like, come on. <laughs> like, seriously. But uh, around the horn, if you will, my man Albert Pujols, Fat Albert, fifth all-time in home runs. This is, this is important because it used to be a time where if a guy was fifth all-time in home runs, he'd be talked about everywhere. But after the steroid uh, situation, they kind of downplayed the home run, even though it was still the sexiest thing in the game. Paul Hulse was clearly, when he was in St. Louis, you could have circled him as considered top all-time. And then something in his brain made him go play all the way for the Dodgers, I mean, the, the Angels, not even the Dodgers. If you're going to play, in, again, this goes to my argument earlier. If you're going to play in a big market that has multiple teams, you don't play for the little brother. You play for the big brother. It doesn't, you know what I'm saying? You don't, like, everybody, well, what is that? <laughs> There's a lot of noise on this show today. Um, everybody goes, well, you take the money. If you're playing on a big market team, you're playing on the Yankees, you're playing on the Dodgers, you're playing on the Lakers, you're playing on the Dallas Cowboys, you're going to make your money back in sponsorships. So that stupid contract he signed with the Angels uh, 10 years ago, he would have made the same amount of money if he signed with the Dodgers and been a lot more relevant. I can promise you that. Or he could just kept his butt in St. Louis and been considered like a... He'd have been in sainthood. He'd have been anointed. The guy was clearly in conversation with Babe Ruth, Willie Mays, Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, as far as all-time greats. I tell you right now, if I did a poll today, I bet you people didn't even know he still was playing. <laughs> I thought he retired two years ago, quite frankly, but he's still playing. He's got 3,000 career hits. He's got over 600 career home runs. If he plays again next year, he may get 700. And guess what? Nobody still cares. If a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? Yes. But the only people that hear it happen to be in said woods. All right. So I, if I was, you know, th that whole Angels dynamic is just bad. They got Mike Trump, the greatest player in the game. Nobody cares about because he's playing on a trash team. You got one of the best players of all time doing historical feats. Nobody cares about because he's playing on a trash team. You got a guy who could pitch and uh, hit. Nobody cares about because he's playing on the trash team. I'm like, it's just the craziest thing to me. If I was Albert Pujols, I would see if I could get, you know, play one year on a contender. Just, you know, one. One year. That's it, you know. But I doubt that's going to happen. I really do. I, if I'm Mike Trump, I'm in that front office tomorrow. Like, yo, y'all got to trade me, man. I need out. Like, 
Unless Trout's one of them guys that don't like pressure. He just likes being out in California, getting a tan, soaking up the rays. He just had a kid. He can just be one of them type of guys, which I respect. But, you know, don't 10 years from now say, man, I really wish I won a championship. So, uh, another Justin Verlander, great pitcher. Done for the year. Uh, arm is done. He's 36. I'm not sure if he is. He'll probably want to come back. But how much is left in the tank, you know, for all the time. It's always around that corner. Trust me. It gets to some of us faster than it gets to the others. And then, um, is that it for baseball? That's all I wrote down. I, I have, um, I have no, oh, I do have something. So, the Marlins, the Miami Marlins are in the playoffs if the playoffs begin today. They're a sixth seed, believe it or not. And just a year ago, I listened to a bunch of people destroy and bury Derek Jeter, who purchased that team with other people, and they gave him crap because he traded away pieces that weren't doing anything and tried to get the you know get the the, the salary cap down and build from the farm system. Well, if the playoffs started today, the Marlins would be twenty seven and twenty four. They would be the one, two, three, four. They'd be the fifth seed right now ahead of a Phillies team that went out and spent tons of money. A St. Louis team that's always in it. Cincinnati, which Milwaukee, who has one of the players he traded away. The Giants, the Mets, the Cardinals, the Nationals, who not even in the playoffs, that won the World Series. But Derek Jeter has the Miami Marlins in the playoffs if this starts late. Now, yes, it's a shortened season, but it doesn't matter. If you win, you win. And nobody's apologized. Nobody's come out and tipped their cap to these guys. Nobody is, you know, you know, kind of fluffing them up a little bit. And, it, you know, it's that old Yankee Jeter hatred because the captain, he may not do it fancy. He may not do it with flair, but he gets it done. And he's getting it done with this nice Marlins team, which I haven't watched all year. But when they play the Yankees in a few days, I'll probably get to see them for the first time. So, um, yeah. That's, that's interesting. So, let's wrap the show up real quick. Um, so, uh, ESPN analyst Marie Taylor, Maria Taylor, excuse me, uh, does the NBA pregame and postgame shows. She's also worked the, um, she also worked the NFL Monday Night Football sidelines. So, it came out this week. Somebody decided to, for some reason, Revealed that she didn't vote for Anthony Davis for NBA first team. That the only person that didn't vote was her. She closed. Like, I made a mistake. I forgot. Then it came out that she shouldn't have a vote. She <laughs> was like, you guys have zero idea like what's going on right now. And then the reasoning that they used was that she doesn't cover the game on a day-to-day basis. Now, in the NBA, the voting is done by people who cover the game. She's a sideline reporter meaning she covers the game. Now, she just so happened to get promoted at ESPN to do the studio show. So, yeah, but studio shows can be done by anybody. So, she is a host, but she is a person who has played basketball and a person who has covered the game. Again, Doug Gottlieb, who works for CBS, who used to work for ESPN, was like, I'm not going to read these tweets because they're too long, but it was like, oh, she's, you know, you know, good person, yada, 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 yada. She shouldn't have a vote. I was like, who, well... I was saying to myself, like, who should have a vote? I mean, it's a, you know, it's a, it's an artificial award. I mean, it means something to them, but outside of basketball and anybody else, it means jack squat. <laughs> if you cover the game, 
you watch and you played the game and you see what's going on. The people who should really vote for the MVP award, to be quite frankly, should be players and coaches and executives. That should be it. Every year, we have the conversation what sport it is, who gets to vote for such and such. For years, voting for awards started in baseball when the writers used to make the vote for the players, you know, the, the writers would vote. In baseball, still to this day, it's only writers. And then in other sports, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It probably should just be players and executives and coaches. Who knows the game better than the people that they either play against or play for? Now, you're saying to yourself, well, would a player vote for another player? Players, real recognizes real. Greatness recognizes greatness. You know if the other person in the other room is better than you. You're, you, just, you just know it. You know what I'm saying? I played a lot of sports. I knew from day one I was the best player on the team. Now, when I was the best player on the team, I let it be known, but there's only a handful of times that happened. You could probably take away a few fingers. It was only like three times I was probably the best player on some teams I played on. But uh, as far as like you telling her like she and it became a, it became bigger than what it is because I I feel like because it, it the conversation turned into oh he just said it because she's a woman I don't want to say I want to believe that is not the case I would like to think so but you know. Where there's smoke, there's somebody like dropping a cigarette somewhere. But <laughs> you know, the, it's a tough one. It really is, and I almost didn't want to touch on it. But I think it's important that we did because, and you know, some things don't. You know, we need to start just like squashing some of this crap. You know what I'm saying? And moving on and getting beyond this. And you know, just what's her job? What's the job title, man? You know, and going from there. And if she has a vote, she has a vote. Like, who cares? She has one. Why are you? Why are you complaining? You know what I'm saying? You want to, she? So she didn't vote for who you wanted to vote for. That's the whole purpose of it. You know what I'm saying? She didn't want to vote for him. God bless her. Maybe she thought. Maybe she thought somebody was better. You know what I mean? That that's just how it goes, man. And the fact that these cats was girling about it is just it's lame. And you got better stuff to talk about, like. For real, like that's what you chose to that's what you chose to attack the week with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I just felt like rapping. I read it last night before I went to bed and I just was like, yeah, I closed the show with that. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, we will be back next week and then we're gonna take some time off, but we'll be back next week with a very special show. Um, we're gonna have some interviews for the first time. This show will be uh, it will be a dual show or the YouTube show that will air this Wednesday for the first time in months. Uh, is a special HBCU show. We're gonna celebrate HBCUs, historical black colleges, and we're gonna celebrate them. I will. Uh, we will have two interviews on there. Uh, we interview. I interview. Who is this? We. I interviewed the head coach of Short Football University. Um, Andre, uh, crap, Adrian uh, Jones, I didn't have it written down, um, and then I will have another interview also on that show that will air on here too, from the defensive coordinator from um, Virginia Union, I gotta pull up his name because I've been corresponding with him, which email is it under, they changed my, I did this stupid update so everything looks all crazy right now, um, Marcus uh, Harold. So uh, we'll have two interviews 
this week and um so next show you hit it interviews if you don't watch the youtube show which only four people do anyway so uh very big show and i may throw a third interview in there but that one will be a little different i'm currently uh, talking with the person right now about doing the third interview just depends on i don't want my whole show where i just don't get to speak i mean the whole point of me doing this crap <laughs> anyway so uh subscribe today listen uh uh be a friend uh you don't have to listen to the whole show just listen to the part of the show skip around listen to the show for the music if you feel like it i don't really care just subscribe uh anywhere you can hear a podcast at all right uh, we'll be back next week you guys have fun fall is here and it's getting cool outside yes finally because i was hot this year kid and i was the sweat me in the sweat it just won't work it. but it's cool now and i get to put on the, you know i get to wear clothes you know what i'm saying nice sweater yeah <laughs> anyway you guys uh have fun be safe um and uh as always deuces see you later good one don't this shit make a nigga wanna don't this shit make a nigga wanna don't this shit make a nigga wanna Circuit and blacking the blocks out. Now open up the garage and pull the drops out. Rocking the fur coat, bringing the blue fox out. Diamonds light up the block, bringing the blue rocks out. Huh. While until all of my crew knocks out. Yeah! Get yeah. your ass up on the floor. Huh. Throw your hands if you want some more. Baby, wiggle your crotch out. Huh. And peek the way we be blowing the spots out. Come on, look how we got them ready to act out. Girl, I'm ready to get the twist in your back Let's out. Go. Come on, drink yak till a nigga falling out. Flat on his back, now watch yeah. a nigga crawling out. Talk to him. said, Buster. What's up, son? Hey, them girl rolling. <laughs> and it look like. Come on. The ass is just swollen. And the ass getting big what now. What your man baby said. Uh-huh. Then what you gonna say? What we gonna tell him? We gonna tell a nigga. That's a cabossi, yeah. We gonna tell that brother. That's a cabossi, yeah. Everybody singing now. That's a cabossi, yeah. Everybody singing. Shave it off. Come on, jump, smack your ass and break it off. And if it's too hot for y'all, you need to take it off. Right. In case you ain't knowing, niggas, we on a roll now. Diddy, like we done stumbled on a pot of gold, man. Come on, food spilling a lot yeah. of the bowl now. Huh. Money thick and harder to fold, man. Come on. Ladies, tell me if you're feeling all right. And are you sure that you up to doing it? Right. I like huh. this. Listen, before you ask back, nigga, we wreck shit that we ain't even black. Niggas all around and it's the rap police shut down the block. And the club ain't even packed yet. Come on, enough drinking at the bar, hold it down. While it now, till the club is closed down. Talk to me. Said Buster. What's up, son? Hey, them girl rolling. <laughs> and it look like. Come on. The ass is just swollen. Now my ass getting big but now. But your man, baby, said me. Uh-huh. Then what you gonna say? What we gonna tell him? You gonna tell a nigga? That's a cabossi, yeah. You gonna tell that brother? That's a cabossi, yeah. Everybody singing now. That's a cabossi, yeah. Everybody singing now. That's a cabossi, yeah. Bank, my 
nigga cash room. Bust it. Let's get this money and act like a damn fool. Fuck it. Act stupid and jump in the damn pool. Huh. Own bitches and me and their man's cool. Come on, shit, I'm saying. Just what? put your bank up, nigga. With me and Diddy together, you bankrupt. Come on. Fly niggas, we full of finesse, y'all. Huh. Yeah. Me and my nigga is finna to bless, y'all. Come on. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Shut up. Live niggas come and be around it. What up? Come on. Rep to the fullest now. Huh. These niggas ain't knowing how we gon' put it down. Come on. Cock aim and shoot the spray it down. Huh. Steamrolling you niggas and lay it down. Come on. Niggas frontin' with they thug image. Oh, we pay them no mind. Not drinking till the uh-uh. bottle finish. Talk to me. What's up, son? Hey, them girl rolling. Uh-huh. And it look like. Come on. The asses is swollen. And my ass getting big now. Everybody singing 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 now. Everybody